0: Today's September 15th, the Bucks take three of four against the Nats. Hayes News, Reynolds-Homers, Keller-Deals, Cruz-Hill, 15th. So much to talk about today. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Let's go. Guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast, where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh, and I am joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? Hey man, what's going on? <sighs> a lot to talk about. I don't know that we'll go too deep into anything, but we just got a lot today. Don't you think?
1: Yeah let me let me start it off by saying, uh good job on the solo episode. <laughs> Enjoyed myself, rubbing. I, I tell you what, I wore, I wore a shirt that, that you made. Actually, yeah, yeah. And we couldn't get produced, but you know, we do have a couple of them. Popped my jersey open right at the end of the game. Just looked at my wife with my hands raised up in the air, and just the raise it shirt was underneath it. It was it was a ton of fun. <laughs> Happy birthday, Ash. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, we got to go to the one game the Braves lose.
0: Yeah, you're. Hey, they got the series. You're allowed to have a little bit of fun with it. Hundred percent. All right, so before we get any further in, though, we do—I mean, like this is going to be a fun episode, but we've got a little bit of a got a little bit of a shakeup here today, a little bit of a surprise here today. Are you ready? Let's go. You don't have any idea about this. Apparently not. You don't. But look who we have on the podcast today. <laughs> look at today. this guy. <laughs> look at this guy. What's up? What's you up, know, man? And,
2: with, Listen, I just got to say, I got to hear about your Whataburger. Um, I I watched (laughs) you eat your fruit snacks. Guys, the food alone was worth the trip. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, I love it.
0: So this is our friend Brock. (laughs) Um, This is so much fun. So for you guys, just to kind of understand Brock here a little bit, um, this was the drummer in our old band. We used to... Play a lot that of shows mean. together, have some good times. it uh, has got
2: the kick drum head behind I slept you. on your guys' floor. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I sent a picture <laughs> of it to Josh, and I told him, I was like, this is uh, its the only thing uh, that I have hanging up in my house uh, from any of my old bands. Like, I have a couple uh, sh- you know, old shirts uh, framed, but they're in a closet. This is the only thing that I have hanging up in my house.
1: That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So we, uh, I've been texting with Brock a little bit, and we're like, man, we got to get you on. And then we were just kind of, I we just kind of went with it for a while, and we were like, we got to just surprise Jake with this. He's gonna love it, <laughs> dude. It's great. I'm. <laughs> I'm
2: I, I, as soon as he said it was gonna be a surprise, I was like, oh yeah, this just makes it even better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so real quick before we get started, just to uh, just to kind of have a little bit of a of an introduction i mean uh, other than other than that um brock how how did you become a pirates fan because brock lives in like north. is it still northeast
2: yeah i'm northeast ohio northeast, i'm, in, I'm yeah. in the canton area yeah um well i mean growing up uh you know it was all cleveland sports because that's what i was told i had to be a fan of you know <laughs> And then in 1996, uh, the Cleveland Browns said deuces and went to Baltimore. And uh, the cool kid in my third grade class was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and I wanted to be a cool kid, so I was going to be a Steelers fan too. (laughs) I'm a Steelers fan, but I didn't. I never became the cool kid. Uh, (laughs) And then, uh, you know, I I had kind of I fell out of baseball, honestly, uh, for the longest time. I mean, just. You kind of start to you know i i fell in love with music and that took you know every ounce of my focus um so like i really didn't start watching baseball again until i started playing with you guys and which was about uh around spring training of 2009 and I basically lived at your guys' house um, the whole almost two years that, that we were in the band together. If we <laughs> weren't on the road, I was sleeping on your guys' floor. Uh, <laughs> so so um, it was very easy for me to become a Pittsburgh Pirates fan because I was already a Steelers fan. Um, in the band that I was in previously, I started watching hockey uh, because we played a show with uh, Those Who Fear, it was a band from Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And before the show, they were um, all standing out around their van listening to the Penguins game. And I was like, you know what? All right, I'm going to start watching hockey. I'm already a Steelers fan, so I'm going to become a Penguins <laughs> fan. You know, And then like two years later, uh, I started watching baseball with you guys. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm a Pirates fan. And mm-hmm. it just made it so easy to just to be a Pittsburgh sports fan. And now um, I've, I've converted my girlfriend uh, to a, a Pirates fan as well.
0: Earlier this year, uh, we had gone to a game. I don't know if it was one that we went with you, Jake, or if it was a different one. But might have just been one that me and Katie were at. Yeah, because it was the it was the game that rained a lot. And then literally like the next day, I see Brock post one about him being at the game, and I was like, "Dang it, we were almost (laughs) at the same (laughs) game," which would have been wild. But
2: that was actually um, my girlfriend's first professional sports game, also. So it was really cool to be able to take her to a Pirates game. All right. Nice. Well, it sucked that they, that they lost, but, you know, it was still man. really cool to go.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Oh, man, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, guys, let's talk about. Uh, well, let's start with some transactions a little bit and then we'll get into the series uh, because Quinn Priester was called up. He was put on the taxi squad Tuesday, added to the active roster Wednesday. Cody Bolton optioned to AAA as a corresponding move on Wednesday. Um, so Priester got an opportunity, been pitching pretty good in triple A, got an opportunity to come up and do it here and we'll get there. Uh, and then also that came out this week, O'Neal Cruz out for the season. Now, Jake,
1: do we know,
0: did we already think he was out for the season? <laughs> yeah. This is like I saying, did. this is like saying the pirates are not quite eliminated from the playoffs, <laughs> but like they're not going to be in the playoffs.
1: Right, <clears throat> right. I literally just had actually said that to somebody. I'm like, you know, our elimination number is only four. Like, we still got a chance. Yeah,
0: nine if you count the wild card.
1: <laughs> nine. Okay, still, you know, yeah, no, I mean, I guess, I guess I was expecting him to be back in beginning to mid August, like, like they said, the best case scenario was. But once he wasn't back in August, I'm like, or, you know, the beginning of August, I'm like, he just sitting down the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, when they said that he had plateaued and they shut him down, I was like, well, it's over. There's never going to be enough time to do all the things to make it back. Right, right. But officially, he's out, and that's unfortunate. It is. All right, let's get into the series a little bit. We uh, lose the first game and then still take three out of four, so there's not really a whole lot to complain about there. Right. Jackson goes in the first one, four innings, four hits, four runs. That's, you know... Pretty much what we expect at this point. Two walks a strikeout. Um, it, it's just more, more of that. Uh Abrams gets two home runs. I gotta tell you, man, the the Padres trade away Abrams, like this skinny little kid who can play short, 18 home runs this year for him. <laughs> like he's a legit player. Yeah.
1: He's so good. You don't you don't have to be big to hit the ball far.
0: No uh triolo does get his first start at first base any thoughts on that
1: good hands man he's gonna be able to pick it it's tall he's tall are we for it (laughs) i'm for it i mean somebody's got to play there (laughs) might as well be a guy with good hands
0: okay target yep um when he moved to second he did make a great relay uh Palacios threw it in caught it on the run threw it to Hayes to get Dom Smith trying to stretch to a triple that was an incredible play one of two like really good relays in that game I think
1: we've talked about it for triola has got a spot on the team if he can play a bunch of positions especially the infield you throw first base in there now he plays all four infield positions
0: yeah well we it haven't helped. seen shortstop at the major league level yet but but he can in a pinch got you um, Andujar Bay each with a double. We scored two runs. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, let's move on. Two for six runners in <laughs> scoring position. So, second game, Bailey Falter gets a start because Jake he's a starting p- <laughs> he's a starting pitcher. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, for this game, for this. <laughs> <laughs> if you were listening a, a couple episodes ago, we we kind of went at it about like the position of starting pitcher. <laughs> anyway, 67 pitches, uh, six innings, four hits, just one run, a walk, four strikeouts, but a, a ton of hard contact. I, I, I'm not like saying, wow, great, great start. Uh, it, it is what it is, right? I think he he mm-hmm. got away with a lot in this one. Majinski, uh, two hits, but but held him scoreless. Holderman. This was the, the Palacios uh, two-run homer in the second which really ended up being all they needed. Uh, Hayes has a good game, two for three. Sawinski, two for three with a double. Couple walks. One was intentional, but stealing base. I mean, this one, a 5-1 score, but it felt it felt pretty dominant. Um, I guess the, the difference is two for 12 with runners in scoring position, 15 guys left on base. Two innings Jeez. in a row, leaving the bases loaded. So, like, it felt like the Pirates were piling it on but they just couldn't cash it in. The story of this year.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Now we go, Jake, is Colin Selby a starting pitcher? No. No, he's an opener. His position is still relief pitcher, though. Right. Is Quinn Priester a starter? (laughs) Not this game. Not this game. (laughs) Anyway, Selby opened up, giving up two hits, uh, three strikeouts, and it gave up one run. Priester came in and he looked good in AAA. Starting games. Starting games. He goes four innings, four hits, four runs, a walk, four strikeouts, two homers. But let's let's actually break it down a little bit because his first really four innings. He gave up the solo homer in his fourth inning. But he went four innings. He'd just given up one run. First career homer by Drew Milas. Mias? I don't really know how you say his name. I missed it entirely. Um, I missed that entire inning. Um, but anyway, it was his first Major League homer. Good for you. Here. That's all you get. You're on the other team. <laughs> mm. uh, gets a strikeout, a ground out. He's still good. But he starts the sixth with a walk, a double. It's now another run. A Dom Smith two-run home run. Another single. His night's at over. So it kind of really piled up on him. Baracki gets out of that, kept the two run lead. Majinski Holderman keep him scoreless through three with Baracki. Bednar, another interesting ninth. He gets his 34th save in this, or yeah. And then 35th today, this or Thursday afternoon. I mean, we're are we are not nervous, right? Brock, you're not nervous about Bednar. Uh, we no, lost your uh, Oh, well, wait, no, I, you're what? back. You're back.
2: Okay. You're I, I was for a minute uh there for a little while I was kind of nervous about him um I mean him and Mitch Keller both um I mean I didn't watch the whole all-star game uh what I did see was I turned it on just in time to watch Mitch Keller give up a home run and then I just like okay that's probably how the Pirates season is going to go from here on out and I mean we had you know what two months or month and a half whatever of Keller and Bednar both you know struggling a lot and uh i feel like that's it's not just those two either it's you know our entire pitching staff is having a lot of trouble with control and finding where they need to locate the ball and bednar has been you know one of those guys that you really want to lean on in times where the game is close you like uh the wednesday the wednesday game we that one we won by one point right or one run correct yeah. Maybe yeah. And that, that was seven, it.
0: Yep. And we were up two and he gave yeah. up one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so you, you bring Bednar in in those situations and you hope that he's not going to let anybody else come across. And uh, it's been very hit or miss. I'm not worried, but I hope that uh, these struggles that he's been having, especially since the All Star break, um, I hope that they don't continue into next year. Because next year we're hoping to see an even, even bigger improvement in this team. And you know, Bednar is one of those guys that we have to lean on in order to get, you know, to a wild card spot.
0: Yeah. He starts off the inning with a walk, gives up a single to right field, and then there was a it was okay, so play at first was challenged. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um Ruiz singles, ground ball to first. And then, so that scores Blankenhorn, who he walked. First and second, we get a force out uh, to second, not able to finish the double play there. I mean, it kind of brought him over. A little bit of, like, defensive um, mistakes here as well. It wasn't just all Bednar, really. But... For sure. Then you get the walk to Vargas, and it's like, base is loaded. It's a one-run game. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Mm-hmm. (laughs) And then he comes back, he gets CJ Abrams to strike out and Lane Thomas to fly out to center to end the game. And, but it did, it just had that feeling. But then as soon as he, I mean, he got to three, two to CJ Abrams, I believe too. And, uh, yeah, he got to three, two and it just felt like, what are you doing? And finally he just was like down the middle. Here's my fastball hit it. You can name it. And he swung and miss. And, it just felt like Bednar became Bednar again for just two hitters. <laughs> but he had to load the bases first. And it was like, come on, bro. We got to do better. Yeah. Uh,
2: we don't need those stressful situations. <laughs> <laughs> He's no. playing the bend, not break game, and I don't like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: I don't like when my Apple Watch goes off and tells me to breathe during a Pirates game. Now, Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Brian Reynolds, three for four in that game. Two run homer off the very top of the foul pole. Hayes, one for four with a double. Palacios and Piguero two for four with an RBI for each of them. Swinski hit again. And basically, the Bucks spoiled Jackson Rutledge's Major League debut. Three and two-thirds, ten hits, seven runs, a walk of two strikeouts. So, that's that.
2: Hey, hey, Jake, can I ask you a question? Sure. Uh, as a pitcher, a former pitcher, did uh, – mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you ever get hit in the dome piece uh, by your catcher whenever he was trying to throw to second? <laughs> no, I did not.
0: <laughs> I ducked.
2: <sighs> well, I mean, I guess you're you're also not that tall either, so yeah. it's <laughs> right. A bit easier for it you. was easier to get it over my head.
0: Yeah, that's funny. Jake says <laughs> nobody was ever on first. <sighs> <laughs> I only gave up doubles. <laughs> <laughs> <Ouch>. so, <laughs> you know i kidding. gave up a
1: lot of weak contact when i gave up contact so there was a lot of singles
0: yeah that's that turned true. into
1: double plays
0: oh see there's some confidence so i
1: actually i will say this i i was in a game in arizona when i was in college first two guys reached third guy hit into a triple play and that was fun to be a part of ground ball to third, and they stepped on it and then turned a double play. There you go. I didn't really do anything but throw a changeup, but, you know, my yeah. defense picked me up.
0: Yeah. So the Thursday afternoon, the story really was Mitch Keller hoping for a bounce-back start there, and sheesh. <laughs> Eight innings, two hits, no runs, one walk, seven strikeouts, and it really wasn't even the strikeout. Like, a lot of early contact. The sweeper was filthy. Um, Day game. Did either of you get a chance to actually watch the game live? It was working, uh, so I, I had the game on my iPad while
2: I was at work. Okay. Uh, but you know, I'm I'm in the kitchen, kick uh, kitchen kitchen cooking, <laughs> so so it's a little it's a little hard to uh, yeah. really pay attention to it. Uh, from what I did see, I thought Keller looked great, but um, was it? Keller was looking good or because we had Angel Hernandez behind the dish?
0: Well, there was a lot of it, (laughs) and I will say Greg Brown must have been told not to talk about it uh, because it was – I I mean, it was very early on. We were like, hey, this is a good time to remind everybody. Angel Hernandez is behind the plate. It's going to be ugly, and (laughs) it was. But there was one point in like the fourth or fifth that there was a, a ball that was way off. And Greg Brown's like, he gets the call, and then he like there was a pause, and he says like, "Great frame job," <laughs> and then Bob Watt goes, there's been a lot of good frame drops jobs here tonight, and I'm like, yeah, they they <laughs> definitely told them not to talk smack about Angel Hernandez. Oh man, <laughs> maybe we have a reason for that that we'll get into next. But the sweeper was really filthy though. It didn't get like it got some swings and misses. But I mean, starting them at the hands and, and over the middle, but like their, their swings were so far off, but the real kind of deal was like, he threw a lot of fastballs again, a lot of fastball cutter mix. It was a lot of it. And I just, I remember watching saying like, man, that sweeper is really good. But when you look at it, it was just, it was really just a lot of fastballs and that was good to see. Um, I wanted him to go the ninth, but they even said afterwards that like the velo was down his last two innings, and so they 92 pitches he could have went one more, but I think the the way to look at it was you got to beat this team, you got to finish this. It's a two nothing game. You want to take three of four. You do not want to split with the Nationals. You got to beat these types of teams, right? Mm-hmm. And so that became maybe the priority over you know, trying to go an extra inning when his, when his velocity is dropping. And what it means is Bednar went two straight days. So he's not available. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. I forget what the, what they've been going with, but he's at least not available Friday night, but he could be available Saturday. Maybe, maybe not till Sunday. I don't really know. I don't remember how they've been doing it, but it is kind of a trade off to put Bednar out there. And Swinski hit a home run and Jake, wouldn't you know it first Pitch swinging, yeah, that's good. Let's do oh, that. Go. Cutter right down the middle. Sawinski jumps on it, and really was the was the final blow. I mean, it made it one nothing, but that's really all we needed. Rivas hit a home run later on, um, and two nothing was the final. But twenty fifth home run for Sawinski, and he said after the game that he was ready for it, and and that's the biggest thing. And I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of times he wants to see. He wants to see it first, right? And he was able to jump on it and go get it, and I think that's huge for someone like Swinney. It is huge if he can twenty five. Twenty
1: five's good too. I mean, yeah. Let's not let's not brush past the fact that dude's got twenty five home runs, and we're trying to have people trying to send him to double A. We're yeah, and he's hitting A. again. He's back up. <laughs> it's
0: he's, like, dude, he's yeah. I I saw some numbers there. I I don't have them in front of me here, but it was like. In his last fifteen games, he's hitting like three twenty or something like that. He's raking right now. So I mean, like, it just seems like every night it's one or two hits. Actually, I can pull up the last last seven games, four seventeen, last fifteen games, three thirty-three with four home runs. I mean, we know that this is what he does, right? Mm-hmm. When he starts hitting, he hits in bunches and um I don't know. I I don't know if this is the this is the episode to talk about like what he needs to do (laughs) because because we've got enough to talk about but let's get back to the angel hernandez thing at least let's get back to (laughs) let's get back to some of the things we're going to talk about and i recorded monday's episode sunday night but totally missed i don't know if i recorded too early or if i just totally missed key brian hayes tweeting out putting the umpire on blast from sunday's game and so, while some people had that on their Monday episode, we did not. <laughs> which is maybe a good thing, because I get to get your guys' take on this too. But, Hayes, calling out the umpire. Uh, do we have that tweet? I will find it. What do you guys think about this?
1: Interesting. I think it's interesting. I'll start with that, because I i agree some of them, the, the calls were were not good, but... Having a player call for automatic ball strike, ugh, I don't know, man. That's that's bold to say. I don't really like it. I don't like him going public with this. I, I you know, hmm. blasting it on Twitter. Um, I, I don't. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm I'm indifferent about it. I like the fact that he's showing that he cares enough to to be mad about it. But at the same time, I don't don't really care for the way he went about it.
0: It seems like he removed it. Oh, nope. Got it. Nope. Got it. Some umpires really don't care. 3-1 call, not even close. And he has a picture of the 3-1 call. And it is not close. It is so bad. Um, I hear. I'll I'll throw this up there real quick for those on on YouTube. That's a bad call. I don't want to keep it too long because Brock, Brock is not on there. But, yeah, real bad call. And the thing is, and I think he doesn't share it because it's a bad call. I think what happens is he says, I hold him accountable after the game. So he had words after the game, walking off Mm -hmm. the field, and he responded with the shrugged shoulders and said, I gave you a chance to hit a homer. Like saying, You're gonna get another pitch now that I called that a strike. Right. And
1: which is not professional at
0: all. And Key says, That tells me you don't care at all. No accountability. And then says, "Bring the ABS, please," and tags MLB. So he's calling for the automatic ball strike system. Go back to episode 158, our Labor Day episode. We went into depth about the automatic ball strike system and all the stuff there. Go listen to that one um, for if you if you didn't already. Um, a lot of good stuff there. But it's interesting to hear a player. Calling it out and key Brian Hayes, who's not really a, a super outspoken guy. Right.
1: I wish he would have said, Please let us challenge. <laughs> Which is part of ABS. It I is. get yeah. that. But yeah,
0: I don't see it coming in any other way, but maybe I don't know. But so, like, Angel Hernandez is a different story. Right. We we understand that. <laughs> well,
1: the MLB needs to take action with this guy. He's it's it's bad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's I not mean, behind the plate can, that much anymore. And he shouldn't be. And
2: whenever you can prove in a court of law that he's the worst umpire in the MLB, then you should have some grounds in the union to be able to get rid of the guy. I right. mean, absolutely no reason for him to be calling balls and strikes.
0: Yeah. And in this case, If it wasn't a four-game series, we probably don't see him behind the plate either. You know what I mean?
2: Now, now the thing that's funny about this, too, is I told my girlfriend that I thought that Thursday would be the game that we were going to lose during the national series. And I only thought it just because I knew we were going to have Hernandez uh, calling (laughs) balls and strikes. That's good.
0: (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, some of the calls have been really bad um no matter which way they're going or what it is i thought it was interesting that it that it was haze um and and i i just you know wanted to get your uh your piece on that um any other thoughts on that before we move on to the next one any other thoughts on umpires in general <laughs>
2: <laughs> i love reading the ump scorecards in the morning um I can't wait to look at tomorrow's or you know Friday's uh, to see the, the Thursday game uh, with Hernandez, um, and, and and it's not just Hernandez that's bad. It's you know it's most of them. Uh, there's a lot of them that are uh, way off a lot, and it's it gets very frustrating. Um, I I know you. Know, I, I'm listening to these other podcasts and these pirates pundits talk about you know everybody on the the team got a hit except for swinski he struck out it's like okay but if you look at a lot of the pitches you know at least i don't go as as deep as what you guys do as far as like i mean i just recently started looking at the ump scorecards, but you know there was a game specifically that i remember and i wish i could remember who they were playing i want to say it might have been the twin series but uh two outs Uh, There's runners, I'm pretty sure, on first and second, full count, and the pitch is high outside, and Swinsky gets called for a strike three.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And then the very next inning, uh, no outs, Rivas is up to bat, full count, pitch in the exact same spot, ball four. So it's like, do you really get mad at these guys for not swinging at pitches that – me even me as a not professional baseball player is probably gonna let go past me like I'm looking at that ball as yeah that that looks like ball four I'm gonna take the walk, I'm not gonna reach out and try to hit it out out of my zone, so I don't get upset whenever i'm you know i mean I'm watching the box that we see on the t v and I see where those you know those pitches are hitting, and it's like you got them coming in the same spot and you're calling it different for different batters, so I don't get mad at Swinsky or whoever else for striking out the way that they do sometimes. Now, yeah. if they're just standing there with the bat on their shoulder and it comes right down the middle, okay, yeah, I'm going to get a little upset yeah. with you then. But those outside pitches and those, I mean, that, that one, uh, it was like right after Key Brian Hayes came back, um, you know, same situation, it's in the ninth inning, there's runners on 3-2, the ball is high and he gets called to strike three and just turns around and walks off and it's like, can't do anything about it. You know, he called a strike three at my shoulders. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you get mad at these players for not swinging at stupid pitches?
0: And that's interesting that you, because a lot of times when we talk about the box that's on TV and we say, well, that's not necessarily accurate. But, like, you're comparing two different pitches using the box as a guide saying they're in the same spot. One's a strike, one's right. a ball. And so – you know, I don't know if the human element comes in there, if he was supposed to throw it there for one guy and not for another guy. If that's the case, maybe an umpire will reward you a little bit off if you were trying to throw it there, where if he was trying to throw it low and he missed up there. Like, I don't remember the situation, but with all of that said, like, where are you at with with automatic ball strike system? Are you saying bring it on because this is terrible and you want everything? Or are you more of a challenge system, assuming you did listen to the Labor Day?
2: I I did, yeah. Um, I'm with I'm I'm for the challenge system. Yeah, and I don't think that you should be able to challenge every pitch. Um, I think that you know more in like you know full count situations, uh, be able to challenge those ones maybe a little bit more than I mean I understand how like, you know, if an ump calls you know the one one pitch how it changes the probability and Mm -hmm. all that stuff I understand that, but. I don't want to sit through a four-hour game because Angel Hernandez is getting every single pitch challenged. Yeah. Or C.B. Buckner, will throw him in there too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't want to sit through a four-hour game just to watch replays over and over again. But if you want to challenge some of the important stuff, like that 3-2 pitch that got called a strike that you, you're pretty sure was a ball, I, go for it. But I don't want to lose that completely. Lose that human element. Sure. You know, but I will also sit here and tell you, I agree with everybody that you know that pitch that Bednar threw to Contreras that was way outside was not a strike. Yeah. And that should not have won won the game against the Brewers. Um, I am not, you know, too vain to (laughs) to admit that. Like.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and in that case, it was going both ways. So it was kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, we got them. At least we get the calls, too.
2: Yeah. And, I mean, after that game was over, because I was watching that one at work also, and uh, the guy that I was working with was like, oh, that was not a strike. And He's a Guardians fan. He's like, that's not a strike. I'm like, I agree, but, I mean, I'll take the win right now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Okay. So that's good. That's good. Um, Good on you, Key. Hopefully you don't get fined for that. <laughs> but I was I was saying that to say, like, is that why Greg Brown wouldn't say anything? <laughs> like, well, <laughs> we don't need the Pirates just complaining all the time. I also thought, I also said early on, like, Mitch Keller. So Mitch Keller got in trouble against the Braves because of his get-me-over pitches, and they were just attacking them, right? And Washington was swinging early a lot a lot of one or two pitch at bats and i you know i at first i thought well they're they're swinging early cuz they don't want angel hernandez to to call me out so i got a swing whenever and i thought the same thing for swinski and i and i said at the beginning of the game you watch today hitters all day will swing early because they know they can't get to two strikes and and that's exactly what happened however it could have been the Nationals also saying, hey, the Braves jumped on him on early pitches, so let's jump on him. And, I mean, Mitch Keller came back and threw effective first pitches. And so I thought that that, you know, was a big part of his game. But also just to say, like, I think that Angel Hernandez played a little bit of a part in the, in the approach of both teams today because they were, they were swinging early and often for both teams.
1: And Josiah kudos, Gray was good too. Kudos to Keller though too because I mean, you get roughed up in a game and they're attacking you early. You take note. Okay, probably just shouldn't just groove a fastball first pitch. Let's start, you know, making quality pitches from pitch 1 of mm-hmm. an at bat. Yeah. Should be something yeah, you I mean, should they were, they already swinging. be practicing, but
2: <laughs> Yeah. The, the the Nats were swinging early the whole entire series too i mean i think it was wednesday's game uh they brought up the stats because so i i don't have mlb tv so i find different ways to stream the game uh, that are (laughs) allegedly uh, (laughs) illegal (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the one stream that i was able to find for the wednesday game was the nationals broadcast and uh, they brought up the stats for uh, Abrams swinging at the fir- for the first pitch, and I can't remember what it was, but it was like three something. And they you know they even said it's not, it doesn't work out for him every time, but he almost always makes contact with that first pitch.
0: Yeah, I was trying to look back at maybe some of the pitch counts. I mean, Falter six innings only threw sixty seven pitches, so that you know what I mean. That's a another indication of a lot of. Small count. Jackson, 63 well, pitches. His first
2: in p- inning. Wasn't his first inning like five pitches for Falter?
0: Uh, I got it right here. Uh, first pitch swinging for Abrams. Lane Thomas swung at the second pitch. And f- five pitches to Kieber Ruiz. So, eight. Pretty, yeah, eight pitches. Eight. Very so, low. yeah, I mean... It does. I mean, that's a good point. They they probably were swinging early uh, the whole series.
2: Hmm. Yeah, they were. So, they even were especially maybe for everybody.
0: Keller then to be keying in on that, then, hey, I can't go out there and do the same thing I just did. They're going to be swinging. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
2: I, I think that's what hurt us a lot in Monday's game was that they were just, they were coming up ready to attack. And, you know, Pirates defense was not ready for that.
0: Yeah, and. Jackson either. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of grooving pitches down the middle, we have to cover this too. And this was something that we weren't <laughs> Jake. <laughs> I have to take my shots when I have an opportunity. I got brought into this, but Rich Hill was placed on waivers. Um guys, just stop. <laughs> A ton of Pirates accounts and fans calling for the Bucks to bring this guy back. Um, obviously, he cleared waivers and will stay on the Padres for the rest of the season unless they decide they just don't want him. But, of course, he cleared waivers, man. He's cooked. Nobody wants this guy. Right. So, uh, Jesse, Twitter, j b 31 tags us saying that I might have a <laughs> meltdown if they bring him back. And uh, he's exactly right. (laughs) I would have a meltdown. I even tweeted, stop with the posts about wanting jerk hill back. (laughs) I had to. (laughs) The last thing these young guys need is an old has-been yelling at them because he threw a breaking ball down the middle of the plate to the third straight hitter. Guys, it's just not worth it. And I've even heard people say that they would only be interested in bringing him back if he was willing to sign for next year, what am I missing here? <laughs> How are we okay with grandpa Joe coming in here, yelling at everyone?
1: First off, that's a good candy shop. Um, <laughs> if you've never been to a grandpa Joe's fine one, it's good. Um, no, like I, I'm must be missing something as well. I thought verbal abuse has, you know, has kind of been on the downfall, <laughs> but You know, he puts it out on display every time he hangs a curveball. It's
0: ridiculous. Brock, you got anything here? I don't need him back. (laughs) There's going to be
2: so many other pitchers in free agency next year. Why? Yeah. Why? Give me one good reason why Rich Hill is the guy for us to bring back. And it's not because he's a left-handed pitcher. That's not a good reason. Because you know what? There's a lot of other good left-handed pitchers that are going to be coming in the free agency next year mm. that the Pirates could have a chance with. S- wasting money on a Rich Hill contract is stupid. He's terrible. Stupid. He it wouldn't Don't even be wasting it. the money. Like, it's wasting a roster
0: spot. Well, Because you're not going to say-
1: pay him any money.
0: Yeah, and they're also saying, like, well, but it... I mean, to be fair, the the, the thing is, is we could use those innings. We, I mean, right now we're really looking at two starting pitchers, right? If Quinn Priester, you need Quinn Priester to make a couple more starts. He needs to do that for his growth. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, Bailey Falter and and Andre Jackson, maybe not, but why are we saying that Ortiz and even Roanze might not, you know what I mean? Like, why are we not saying that they can't get another shot? And, Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. I just there's 15 more games. Mm -hmm. We don't need him for three starts. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not you just don't need it. No,
2: not at all. You don't need him for three starts this year. You don't need him for any starts next year. There's no reason to have him out there yelling at the players and just having all of these young guys lose all of their confidence and get demoralized and. I don't want to have to try to pay attention to the way the rotation goes, so that I know which game I don't want to go to next season. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> that's right.
2: All right, so let's talk. Not, I don't want to give my money to the Pirates to watch Rich Hill go out there and scream at our play at the rest of our players.
0: Right. So let's talk about those fifteen more games, and let's talk a little mm-hmm. bit about how the Pirates have looked recently, because I think that it's maybe um, sneaking up on some people that the Pirates really haven't been that bad. It feels that way because I feel like since the All-Star break, we've not had a starting rotation. But here we are. Um, What are we? 20. I have it written down here. I thought I had it written down here. Second half, 491 winning percentage. It's one game under 500. Yeah. 28 and 29, something like that. And Yeah, it's 28 and 29. That's a better winning percentage than we had in the first half, even with that April of nineteen and nine, or a, or, or a nineteen and eight, and a twenty and eight record. After you know what I mean, considering yeah. the, the first win, I guess it was nineteen and I don't know. Either way, um, but with that big April start, the first half, which was ninety games, um, four fifty six winning percentage. By the way, just gonna. Pat my back a little bit here. That equals out to 73 wins, which is what my prediction was. Uh, also the second half right now, it's only 57 games. So a little bit smaller sample, but a much better, I mean, you're one game away. They win their next game. They're a 500 team in the second half. And you know, and it's, it's close to that. And you've done that with mostly two effective starting pitchers in one form or another, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, You got 15 more games. You got five more series. We've got the Yankees, and then we're on the road in Chicago against the Cubs, and in Cincinnati against the Reds, and Philadelphia, and then come back home for Miami for three. They're each three game series, five game five series, 15 games. What are realistic expectations for this? Um, And just to paint a little bit, they're 11 and five in their last 16 games. Uh, If they go nine and six, they get to Jake's prediction. Of seventy eight wins, uh, if they just go eight and seven, they finish the second half five hundred in seventy two games. Um, and obviously, if they want to go five hundred on the season, they got to go twelve and three. Unlikely that they go twelve and three, hmm. but just you know, just to throw that out there. But what are the expectations, Brock? We'll start with you. What What are you kind of thinking? Last fifteen games, where are you at? Uh,
2: I think it's going to be tough. Um, I mean. I know the the Yankees have had their struggles this year, but they're still the Yankees and they're still a solid baseball club. Uh, then, you know, after that, you go into the Cubs and the Reds and the Phillies and the Marlins and all these guys that are all these teams that are fighting for a wild card spot or fighting, you know, for, to be in the to, to play in October. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a real interesting uh rest of the season and i feel like as pirates fans we say that every year (laughs) really have a chance to play spoiler for some teams um and it's it's the truth i don't expect us to uh i don't expect us to do great but i still hope to see some improvement from our young players and that's you know these guys are young so getting in there so that they can play against somebody like aaron judge I think is, somebody, is is good for them, getting to see how you know some of these major league ball play uh, ball players uh, carry themselves and how they uh, how they are at the plate and you know on the mound. I think it's going to be really good for uh, for our young guys. I'm excited for the rest of the season. I don't want it to be over.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the Yankees right now sitting at even 500 coming into this. So yeah, I mean, obviously not. Not a great season for the Yankees, but you know, even 500, that's better than we are right now. So, but then you go and every other team, I mean, the Phillies and the Cubs are, they have a wild card spot, and Cincinnati is in a three way tie for the third wild card spot, and Miami's only a half game out of that. So, you are facing after the Yankees series this weekend, you're on the road for three series against teams that are fighting for a postseason spot. And I mean, you can play spoiler a lot, but also, I mean, you, you have a chance. I mean, the Cubs are not even, they're not in it all the way. They're, they're only two and a half games up on their spot. And that three-way tie is their who their two and a half spots. So they've got three teams that have the ability to jump over them, not just one team. And then, you know what I mean? Some other teams behind there. So, I mean, they've got, they've got their work cut out for them. They've got to play well and they're only five and five in their last 10. They They've lost two straight. So and they go and they play Arizona this weekend. Who's one of the teams that are in that three-way tie? I mean, it's it's tough for all these teams. Right? I think Philadelphia is in a good spot. I think they're on their way to the postseason. They're four games up right now, but they haven't been playing well. But that's not really fair. They just they just lost the series to the Braves, which right now is you know that's anyone.
1: It's par for the course. Yeah, hasn't.
0: Yeah, exactly. But they do have, I mean, they have St. Louis coming up. And so, you know what I mean? If they take care of business there, they're, they're going to be well on their way. Um, but it, it is, I mean, it's really interesting and we do have a tough road, uh, as far as sometimes it'd be easier to play the Braves or the Dodgers guys that are, you know, a little more comfortable where they are. Um, Jake, what before I go into this next question, like where, where are your expectations here? Where what do you see? I mean,
1: I honestly like i thought the Yankees are the Yankees, but I fully the way we're playing right now, I fully expect to take two out of three against them.
0: At home. I think that's fair.
1: You know, I, I'm I'm no I feel keller. Like though. we're no keller and we gotta face Cole, and that, that'll probably be the game we lose. But, but that's that's fine. That's the that's tough fine. piece I'll, of it,
0: right? Because you yeah. have Oviedo going. Yeah. Right, right. No,
1: let me just, Dude's a horse, right? Jeez. Thunder thighs. Anyway, dude, he's a big dude, man. He's got so much potential just in his body size, his body type. Like, come on. We got him. This kid. Anyway, I I expect to be able to take two out of three against the Yankees. And, them. and then from there, you know, not expectation here but my hope is we can just get the cubs out of the playoffs completely. Huh? Like that'd be fun.
0: If Arizona course, does some work this weekend, we'd be in a good spot to do something like that.
1: Right? And at the same time, you know, Cincinnati I kind of want them to make the playoffs because and I know they've already extended him anyway, but just keep that manager there. He stinks.
2: <laughs> He's terrible. <laughs> and,
1: you know, sometimes it just makes me smile that, that they have a terrible man- I'm just kidding, but but no, I mean I I, I think it's a fair to say we're you know seven seven wins down a stretch. That's you know take two from the Yankees and get two from someone else, and get one in each series, each of the other three series.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. So the next question would be: Let's say they do go on a little bit of a run. They get all the way up to seventy-eight wins, as you as you predicted, Jake. Um, and I know that prediction included O'Neill Cruz, but um, do we necessarily want them to? How much of a fan do we do we take this angle and say, well, we wanted to win games? Yeah, that's going to be more fun to finish the year playing well. Is there any of you and I'm going to go two different directions with this because you want those players to taste beating good teams and you want them to say, well, this might help them go to the next spot. The problem is, is if it, if it involves Andujar and I don't want to, Palacios, I feel like could have a spot on this team and I don't want to go into what we project necessarily. We're going to have some more episodes about that, but if it ends up being like Andujar or Bailey Falter has a really great game or Andre Jackson, and then, you know what I mean? Like some of these guys, uh, ends up hitting a big three run homer that wins us a game or something like that. If it's those guys that are winning those games, does that actually do more damage with the front office saying, like, no, I'd like to see more from Anduhar? Because I know we wouldn't. <laughs> Greg Brown would. Oh, Jake, you're pausing a little bit. You don't mind Anduhar. You really don't. I don't. I really don't. And I'm
1: not, I'm not jumping on an Anduhar bandwagon by any stretch of the imagination. But I can't help but think that dude was he was a stud his first year.
0: That's so long ago.
1: It, it was. It was so long ago. But he's not that old either. Yeah, I, I just. I just think he, there's. He He, provides, he has. He, he has a chance it, it, to to get back to that.
0: Okay, and but I'm here's not, the thing: I'm not
1: throwing him in the garbage can yet, but I'm also not giving him a spot yet.
0: But here's the thing: Do you want him or do you want McCutcheon? Because that's all he really offers.
1: Yeah, and that's fair, and in that point. That, that, uh, to that point, yeah, I'd rather have McCutcheon. Right. Yeah, so 100%. The, the
0: other piece is let's say Bailey Falter deals. Let's say Andre Jackson has a great game and throws eight shutout innings one of these games. What if they say, you know what? Bailey Falter's really looked good since he came over to the Pirates. Hey, Brock, I know you said there's a bunch of free agent lefties out there, but I think we're going to ride with Falter now. We're not going to go spend that money. We're going to ride with Bailey Falter now because we actually won some games at the end. Does that do more damage than it does help some of the young guys when they win?
2: I mean, it definitely could. I hope that that's not the case. I hope that uh, you know. I hope that they've seen enough throughout the you know how long these guys have been there uh, with you know like Revos and Bailey Falter. Bailey Falter, I'm kind of hit or, hit or miss on him you know sometimes he has a really solid outing and then other times I'm like he's not a starter he should be a relief guy let him come in as you know somebody that only sees uh the lineup once you know mm-hmm. later on in the game and then you know bring in in bednar to finish it out or something i see him some most of the time more as a as a relief pitcher which you know with the opener he kind of has been uh so I'm not I'm not too uh worried about us keeping Falter. It's more just keeping Falter in a starting position. That's it. Yeah. Uh with Rivas, I, I think that um he's a solid enough player, but he's not somebody that I want to see on the field for us next year. Um I want somebody that can stretch out a little bit more and get those balls that uh, are going over rivas's head that maybe somebody else has a better chance at. a short
1: joke is this turning into a short joke <laughs> i would i would is never short?
2: make fun of short people <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh we look my my girlfriend uh a lot of times whenever we're watching the games she'll ask me how tall somebody is so we look it up and i want to say revoss was like 5'7 five, 5'8
0: uh, five ten is listed. Of course, those are, I mean, okay. Nick Gonzalez is also listed at five, nine and he's not five, nine, <laughs> but, but yeah, I didn't realize that. I, I guess I didn't, I didn't really think about it, but yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So, I mean, it's like you kind of have, you know, somebody like Triolo who I'm not,
2: I'm not saying let's put Triolo at first base consistently, yeah. but what I am saying is that you have somebody like Triolo who is good on the corner. And can stretch out a little bit more for some of those balls than what somebody like Alfonso Rivas can. And you know, that's that's not me throwing shade at Rivas. It's just I would prefer to see somebody else in that position.
0: Yeah. And, and I and yeah, I
2: think I think our front office is smart
1: enough to to not do that.
0: I think go. this is a
1: new regime. It's a it's not the same guys that that did reward. They're gonna look at the whole body work, they're not gonna look at Oh, yeah. yeah, he had a nice start at the end of the year. Like, okay, then let him figure the rest of it out later with I, somebody else.
0: I think my pause with that is that he did this with Anthony Alford. He did this just this year with Miguel Andujar. He saw just enough to say, let's keep him around. You know what I mean? And Yeah, and but so, he was
1: also quick to pull the trigger to send him to AAA. Yeah, and, well, and yeah,
0: he ended up, yeah, he ended up, he ended up down um but we've we've just seen it now the question is is whether or not he sees next year as a like let's win year or is this another we've this was the fourth year this was the there's four years in a rebuild next year should not be that right. and we're going to talk about that in in other episodes uh upcoming i don't want to go uh too far with with the time here but I mean it is interesting to kind of think about that and maybe that's just like the the pessimistic part of being a Pirates fan and saying that you you don't want to see these guys back you want to see them going out and getting starting pitchers uh, and by the way Bailey Falter I think is a good depth piece if you you're he's probably going to pitch there's going to be injuries there I just don't want to ride with him saying like we're going to give him a shot I think it needs mm-hmm. to be he doesn't really have a shot but he will be there for depth. And I think that's the big thing. He's going to start in AAA. I don't know where his options are, but assuming he has an option to go to AAA, that's where I see Bailey Falter. I wouldn't completely give up on him either. Um, Rivas, on the other hand, and Duhar. I mean, like I said, there's other guys that I'm willing to say, like, we need the roster spots. Bailey Falter, on the other hand, is a guy who I just don't want to go into spring training with him even competing for a spot. You know what I mean? And that's the part where I don't want to wish that he does bad. I want him to do good. I want Pagaro and Hayes and Reynolds and Sawinski to get a taste of winning. I just really hope that it's not like, hey, we saw what this team can do at the end of the year. Let's add Cruz to it and let's roll. And it's like, no, Mm. go sign somebody. (laughs) Yeah,
2: Push this team over the edge, not ride it. Right. I mean, if you keep Falter, you're still only looking at, you know, three starting pitchers. So you still have to go out and sign some other people because, you know, you can't guarantee uh, you. You can't hold a spot open for Paul Skeens because you don't know what he's going to be like next year in the minors. You don't know if he's going to get hurt. You don't like we don't know the future. So you have to go into next season. If you are trying to say that this team is going to compete for a wild card spot, this team is going to play in October. Then you have to put together a rotation, which means you need five starting pitchers. Mm -hmm. If one of those guys is Quinn Priester, that's fine as long as he can figure his stuff out in the offseason. And then but you still have you've you've got to be able to fill that rotation. This whole opener and then a bulk guy thing, you guys have you know, you guys have talked about it a lot. I don't need to I I feel (laughs) the same way that that Jake does um, for the most part on it so I'm tired of seeing it I don't want to see it next year so give me a starting rotation please give me five guys that can go out there and I don't have to be worried you know Mitch Keller can still be the guy that we're going to lean on you know Oviedo can still be you know Oviedo he can still do his thing hopefully he gets a little bit more consistent uh, in the off season come can come back next year you know able mm-hmm. to locate his spots better more consistently but give me five starting pitchers, please. That is the only thing I am asking. If you want to spend all of your money on starting pitchers next year and put tr- Jared Triolo at first base and, you know, have uh, Connor Joe play first base and send him over to, you know, Triolo over to third, so that, no, I, I, I don't, I'm not really asking for it either, Jake. I see, you. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, if you're going to. S- if you're going to sp- if you're going if you want if you're going to spend the money spend it on pitching. You know, I agree. yes, please find us a cons- find that's us an everyday fair. first baseman, but but the most of most of the money in this offseason has to go towards the pitching.
0: Yeah, and that, and that's a question of how many guys are they really going to sign and you know what I mean, do you go one pitcher one first base? Do you go big on one of them or I will say the same thing. If you get two starters then i'm kind of okay piecing together first base for a minute you know what i mean and then if we're in it maybe we maybe there's somebody available but i'd like to see him go after some guys too and and we'll talk about that in the coming weeks um we are getting I mean, we're we're over our time but that's fine we can still roll here with this, this is a fun one we got Brock on here and uh you know this has been a good time uh yankees coming to town Roberto Clemente day, kind of Roberto Clemente weekend at PNC Park. If you guys are thinking about going to a game, um, I know that we are talking about it. We're trying to get there for Saturday. I don't really know what it looks like yet, but but we'll see. I know that, that me and my family are trying to get there this weekend. So I do have one more thing. I do have one more thing here. And I have to share my screen, which means Brock, you're gonna you're gonna go away because I didn't set up the screen. You're gonna still be here. Your audio will still be here, but for those watching on YouTube, uh, no, no, I, I know you will not be uh, seeing him. But I just have to. I have to, guys. For any, <laughs> so we had Brock on the episode today. You guys have got to see this. This is from back in the day. A little video of us playing a show back with Brock <laughs> and I'm gonna be I'm gonna go easy on the volume at first and we'll come up but here's a little clip and you guys gotta know that this is Jake in the red shirt with the long <laughs> hair. and uh, this was back in the day. And you guys probably remember this.
1: Oh my gosh this was my last show, man.
0: Yeah.
2: That was my last show too. It was.
0: A little uh, little flashback there, guys. When are we
1: bringing Nate on?
0: I know right..
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jake with that long hair though.
1: Sometimes I miss it. most <laughs> of the time I don't) <laughs>
2: Oh, then there's Kurt right there in the front too. It's right.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, those were good times, fellas. They were good times.
0: Oh. I had to I had to play something. We were talking about it and Katie was like, you gotta have something. You gotta go with something, a picture or a video or something. I was like, I gotta, I gotta bring something up.
1: I thought I thought for sure you were gonna close out the episode with a, with one of our songs. <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna pull up the clip. That's great.
0: <laughs> I thought about that too, and I was like, "Well, we'll just go with this." But that's pretty good. Oh, Brock, I think we lost your audio again. One more time, we can sign off if you can switch that up. We can sign off. But guys, make it to a game this weekend if you can. If not, there's there's still one more chance. Miami's coming to town at the end of the month. Um, we will not be able to go in that weekend, so. Uh, let's see if we can get a series dub against the Yankees. Brock, thanks again for coming on and surprising Jake. It was awesome.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah.
0: no doubt. Sorry that uh <laughs> for those of you who just don't care about the fact that we used to play in a band, but that I can say this that piece was for us. And you know, we're enjoying that a little bit. So if you don't like it, uh you know what, you probably didn't last this long in the episode anyway. <laughs>
2: they probably left as soon as they heard me start talking
0: (laughs) (laughs) or when they stopped hearing you talking (laughs) hey we lost your mic (laughs) all right guys jake you got anything else oh
1: man uh no i'm good man this has been a great episode miss you brock let's let's get together at some point in time maybe around new year's i'll be up up and up north so
2: for sure together we'll hang out for a minute afterwards
1: uh, yeah
2: i still drive past your old apartments uh every once in a while whenever i'm driving through canton and i just (laughs) every time i just look over and i just kind of smile man
0: (laughs) (laughs) love it all right guys thanks uh let's go bucks let's go bucks let's go bucks
1: Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck. Cannonball coming. And let's go Bucks.